How can we get a bit deeper? <laughs> Portugal! 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 That's the intro. Welcome. Welcome, guys, to the fourth, fourth episode. episode of German Thinking. And today we are internationally uh, connected to each other. Yeah, I'm currently located in Sintra, uh, near Lisbon in Portugal. Um, we are sitting here uh, with a view on an ancient castle um, with the mobile podcast setup. And next to me are two dear friends of mine from Portugal that gonna give us some insights today. Hi, I'm Metu. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Maybe you guys just quickly introduce yourself and then we say how we met. Okay, so I am the only like actually Portuguese Portuguese <laughs> in here. <laughs> so I'll be giving a, like a sort of like insight <laughs> in Portuguese culture. How old are you? What's your name? What you do? 19. I am studying uh, audiovisual multimedia. So I will do like whatever it's in the, that realm, like cinema, photography, sound animation. And you're based in Lisbon. Yeah, I'm based in Lisbon. Lisbon, urban culture. And you are. <laughs> I'm Camilla. Uh, I'm half German and half Portuguese. And I'm also in the same area as metal, sound and image filmmaking and stuff like that so you know each other from from studies actually <laughs> we don't we met in the nightlife of lisbon but then we figured <laughs> out we w were studying in the same school <laughs> but now um moved i moved away to another town to get my bachelor's but we still maintain our friendship so that's good nice yeah jan won against give some insights on how we met metal <laughs> <laughs> that that was crazy <laughs> after our a levels uh we went to the azores and um yeah it's like islands that belong to portugal um but then the middle of the atlantic yeah then there was like uh, like a bar called oceanic <laughs> <laughs> shout out uh, where shout out oceanic. <laughs> where Every evening there were like some uh, some people in our age and in pretty much the same life situation as we are, uh, were. And then we partied like drinking <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, over a few days. And then we met some really nice people like Metal. And yeah, that's, that's how the story went. Yeah, and we built our reputation in Oceanic uh, by just <laughs> drinking a lot of Jägermeister. <laughs> <laughs> like a true German. <laughs> and then at the end of the trip, uh, we left as um, crazy German girl and <laughs> German guy. <laughs> One of our craziest stories, like I'll actually that I always tell, is like surrounding like the time we met. So basically like the day after I met them, like Jan and Leonie invite me to like a, a dinner <laughs> and I, I, I 
start to go to the place where they were living and I thought it was like a house or something nearby <laughs> the sea and I get there and it's like an actual boat and we were supposed to go to a party afterwards and um, <laughs> I was in heels because of that and that's we were there small <laughs> <laughs> that's also true that's like like a true Portuguese person I'm so yeah the medium height is like 160 <laughs> yeah that's the truth yeah and I was there and he made this like crazy German pasta I was like so surprised like with shrimp it and was all. Italian but <laughs> <laughs> for me it was like crazy so um, we were having dinner and stuff and because it's a tropical island it started raining like hell and uh, me and Jan were still in the boat and we were trying to get some beers out <laughs> and <coughs> so basically t you had to jump from the boat to a platform a wooden platform but like the boat was all shaky because it was raining like hell <laughs> and like the pr platform itself it's wooden so it was like really slippery mm. and I remember I prepared myself <laughs> breathing <laughs> jump I get to the platform and my like I land and my shoe flips <laughs> and I had like this like one second to think <laughs> like throw my bag into the platform <laughs> and fall straight into the water <laughs> like like my entire body like was swollen and I was trying get off the platform swim and stuff I couldn't because I was in high heels and it was raining <laughs> so Jan had to literally like pulled me <laughs> like from my arms <laughs> like it was so sad because afterwards I realized I was with my like favorite headphones like I mm. I took a year to get the money for that it, like 200 euros like out of the window and that's how we met. <laughs> yeah, they're like those stories, like I think instantly connected. <laughs> yeah. And then Kami, we met. Uh, we met a bit later on um, yeah. in Lisbon. I went to your house. <laughs> yeah, I was making a lunch <laughs> for Metal and some friends of ours, and I met you and your ex-boyfriend there. <laughs> And it was really nice because I hadn't had much contact with German people in Lisbon. How so was it? Um, like, how, what is the story of you moving here? Well, my dad is German. My mom always lived in Portugal, but he didn't like the right party of <laughs> Germany, and he knew that Portugal was a little more open-minded and liberal. Uh, so he came here, and they met on a festival. And then they moved around the countryside and there are a lot of Germans on the countryside here in Portugal. Hmm. They moved in the 90s, I think, and never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of childhood friends that were German and also grew up here. But did you, did you went like to a German school or did you... No, there was a normal school, but we had those packages we get, uh, you guys get at the first day of school. <laughs> uh, like the Schultüten. Schultüten, <laughs> yeah. Because there were so many Germans in that school that we made that and it was <laughs> fine. And some Portuguese people also did it as well. It was really <laughs> cute. <laughs> By the way, what's that? <laughs> it's uh, 
on the first day you receive a cone filled with um, school stuff and candy basically isn't that right i don't know the yeah. whole story behind that culture me neither it's really <laughs> sweet because it gives you motivation to study <laughs> i feel like yeah jan we thought about um what we can talk about today earlier and we just figured why don't just have a little chat about like the similarities and uh, differences that we observed yeah, but so far in uh between Portugal and Germany yeah like I was <laughs> I was like two weeks in Portugal in my whole life <laughs> that's not a lot of time <laughs> th 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 those weeks were they were intense though yeah, they were rare and so like culturally connected to to the country it was just about the alcohol so <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't uh, consider myself as being able to speak about differences and similarities. Uh. Mm. A similar thing is definitely the beer culture. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that. I personally don't like beer, but that's a big ass problem here in Portugal. Because it's always like, hey, let's go hang out, let's drink a beer, <laughs> listen yeah. to a concert or something like that. And it's always two types of beer, Sagrish <laughs> and Superbog. <laughs> Yeah, the thing, I, the, like the biggest similarity I, I thought about was like the drinking culture, for sure. Like it's even the way that we met, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like having having a pint of beer and like jamming it out. There was like no point where it was like socially forbidden to drink alcohol or uh, not. You were always respected in drinking. <laughs> you know? True. That we can just have a, a beer or wine wherever you want here in a yeah. ch children's park <laughs> <laughs> on a on a tree. It's <laughs> it's accepted. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the, one of the hugest difference differences is like how we do plans. Yeah. Yeah. The timing <laughs> like, and planning. Yeah. We're always ah. The uh, next day we s figured that out. <laughs> It's fine. Tomorrow we'll handle that. I, I think the the best example would be like arranging a lunch. Hmm. <laughs> like me and Leonie always <laughs> like kind of joke about that. It's something that irritated me at the beginning of of it. <laughs> <laughs> like Because for example you yeah. say two and then at two it's like yo where are you at right now yeah in per we kind of do like at two we're ready to leave yeah. our home yeah for example like everyone is together at like three because everyone's late and then we start making lunch because it's a whole event like the entire day is just like that lunch Ah, uh, so so you you don't prepare it, so you you just start when everybody's there. Almost like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we, we prepared it as a group in the kitchen, hanging out, talking, talking and stuff, and then we have a lunch and we continue to talk and blah blah blah, like for like three hours, and then we have a coffee. Yeah, and cigarette, like coffee and cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> coffee and cigarette is like the most Portuguese thing. Typical ever. Portuguese uh, <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> This is explicit episode. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> But it's the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, yeah, 
Yeah, we are telling the truth here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to not c curse. That's there's another <laughs> difference. I don't, I don't know if it's a difference or similarity, but like Portuguese people use curses as like. But yeah. I don't feel that way because when I was growing up with Portuguese language and German language, I felt it was more okay for me as a child or younger teen to say curse words in German than in Portuguese. Mm -hmm. I mean, the adults here curse a lot, but if they hear a child cursing, they're like, shut up. <laughs> you cannot say that. In German, I would say curse words and the adults would just giggle maybe or... Mm. say hey not now but it wasn't that mean to shut me up if that's probably not the typical german um, mm. you would see in germany because they've kind of fled germany to portugal yeah, yeah. yeah. the ones i know are really hippie and uh, don't agree with the system and just want uh. to live a comfortable life on the countryside Yeah, but those are exactly the <laughs> uh, the type of Germans uh, which are not the stereotypical Germans. Like the stereotypical Germans, they're always like following the rules, uh, stick to the system and so on. <laughs> yeah, that's a, another difference, I would say. Like Portuguese people, they are always mad with everything, but they don't do... Anything about it, in regards to politics, or Special, like generally? Sp politics generally, like they are mad about stuff, uh, but they are just like so conformed with everything. Like they just get mad and then blame another. The thing person. of the next day, ah, tomorrow we resolve it. It's not a problem now mm -hmm. because we have time. <laughs> we take everything really slowly. Tomorrow we can do it. One one thing uh, which I uh, observed in when we were on Azores is that the whole political system is like really similar to like the half of Germany because it went out of um, communism uh, into a capitalistic world. So after the revolution, you mean in the 70s? Uh, yeah. yeah, we had a yeah, dict yeah. Dictator dictatorship. Dictator dictatorship mm. so that's definitely a historic uh, aspect which is kind of the same in the history in what way did you notice it yeah like it was it was uh, because I had a chat with uh, Joao, Shout out Joao about this topic I wasn't uh, aware of, of, of the political past of Portugal uh, yeah and still we have most of our grandparents and even parents still lived in that uh, state of Portugal where everything was censored and you couldn't be properly free mm -hmm. so we still clash sometimes our generation with the older one especially in the terms of dressing and talking Mm -hmm. It's very just basic stuff. Mm. Yeah. It's very conservative. Uh, the people here are very conservative. The older generation tends to be yes, m and also because they believe they. We had also problem regarding the lecture, like uh, the uh, the ability to read mm -hmm. was also problem mm -hmm. back then. So now there's also a lot of uh, places where older people go to learn. And it's getting better slowly, but there's some things you can never change. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, but but uh, would you say like that those old people uh, still want the old system back uh, in a way? Some some of them, yes. There's like part of them who are part of like the revolution, like communists and stuff. Like by the way, it's gonna be 50 years uh, this year from the revolution. So like it's kind of more still has a weight in our country. In we also have a problem of like um, of an uh, aged uh, community. So yeah, our population the population with the eldest mm -hmm. mortality rate. Uh, it's almost the same as Japan. Ooh, yeah, mm -hmm. but it's in, in Germany yeah, the same problem that the generation is getting older and older. And yeah, we have no youth in here, so. Yeah. And also, there's no education on politics. You need to go after disinformation. You don't get it at schools at all. We have a class that's called like citizenship class, but we just talk about uh, some people have sexology, or se sex, ed. sex ed, and others uh, just talk about basic human stuff, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. as a citizen. Wow, okay, yeah, that's I feel like that's more integrated into our school system for sure. Yeah? Like you get explained how the government works in detail, like how democracy works. Um, and that's the subject that you have to have in like eighth, ninth grade. And they explain how, like the basics, how, how, how our government is put together and stuff like that. But it's relatively new. Yeah, we don't have that that much, especially in public schooling. Yeah, but that's, that's really important that like, uh, the better the education on political systems is like the better uh, the the system can be fought in case of or the better the people can participate in the politics mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's actually has a weight on Portugal the the way that we are still illiterate in politics we have a huge problem in Portugal because we have 50% of absent uh, when we are uh, like voting and stuff like that and also for example the disinformation is leading us to a problem that germany is, uh, is facing too uh, of the rising of the right uh, right-wing movement uh, extreme right-wing movement um, the statistics is that for example our party uh, in that uh, uh, extreme right-wing is called chega and in the last elections he he came from not existing F to being the fourth place and currently a people like there are going to be elections in March and people are truly afraid that they are going to win so mm -hmm. the disinformation in the politics still has a weight in our society because the weight is kind of managed by the TV what you uh, when you interview and give clout to mm. those type of mm -hmm. ideas. It's what gets shared and exactly, most people don't go after that knowledge and everything they see is on t TV and no. that's not the right source most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, like, like, do you see uh, also a rising number of political TikToks or uh, Instagram Reels? For, for yeah, there's for some guys doing it. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm like and 
uh, for example, we are having an habitation problem. I've talked a lot about this with Leonie because Berlin has a similar kind of problem. People But in Lisbon, it's out of control. Like the rent is completely absurd. Mm -hmm. You can basically pay in rent the equivalent or more than the minimum salary. That's like uh, we've talked about that a lot because me like all of us are youth like and it's something concerning in portugal for example uh, the um, average age for us to leave uh, our parents house is 30 so uh, that's a problem <laughs> yeah i think it's uh, also slightly different um than what is happening in berlin because in berlin it's more investors um Yeah, investing and therefore the rent goes goes up to keep it very short. But in uh, um, Lisbon, it's m also more influenced by the um, touristic um, mm -hmm. use of of living space. Basically, yeah. yeah. Transforming place and Airbnbs and stuff like that. Having summer houses. Summer houses, just houses that you rent at the summer and not the rest of the year. You keep them empty just for people that come to visit in German cities they started to ban uh, uh, the use of Airbnb like uh, for example in Hamburg or in Munich or in Berlin you can't you uh, found anymore any Airbnbs because uh, the government wants the residences to for families to live in and not for uh, just tourists to stay there mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. They are trying to do that also in Portugal, actually. Like, not completely banning, but trying to comp to sustain the number of Airbnbs and control the uh, creation of new ones. But it still hasn't been, like, uh, accepted in the government or anything, so it's still like a draft, I guess. But how, how are the prices and, like, going out to drink or to eat is it uh, way more expensive than uh, in other cities in Portugal or uh, you can see it by the coffee price <laughs> <laughs> in Lisbon is like one euro no 70 cents at the good place mm -hmm. and one, one euro one and something at other places uh, but you go to the countryside and it's always under a euro the coffee mm -hmm. And that's just the coffee because it's our basic <laughs> the espresso. <laughs> yeah, the espresso. <laughs> basic mm. needs. Another difference that I find between the German culture and Portugal is the food. Uh, for instance, I've had mm -hmm. many German friends visit Portugal and they never had seen a fish on a plate mm. to open it up and eat. Mm. I don't know how about you guys specifically. Uh, I mean, uh, on Metal's birthday two days ago, you made uh, some seafood, and I was like, "You." <laughs> oh yeah, Tomás. <laughs> What did you do? Tomás made uh, rosmarisco. Ah, okay. So it's a uh, rice. Like <laughs> it's a rice made out of seafood, like a uh, risotto. When you order a fish, you just get like a part of it, and you don't have to peel it uh, on your own and remove the bones. Yeah, yeah. you can eat you all of the, the fish, the eyeballs, the backing, uh, <laughs> the cheeks. The cheeks, I mean, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> We also have like a full course meal, like we eat first the soup, 
then the main course and then a dessert it's like when you go to spain or to france or uh, you you it's more more common to get like a soup or a salad uh, in front uh, before the main dish in germany it's just about the main meal and you not often eat more than that yeah exactly another thing that uh, i experienced as a big difference when it comes to eating is the germans just go silent <laughs> not all of them but a lot of them just the food is on the table and they start eating it and then they're done and then they wash the plates and in portugal it's all at once like yeah, but <laughs> this is this is a thing in your family okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> Like like when you <laughs> when when you're eating with Leonie's family, like they talk nothing. <laughs> it's like it's like you just hear the. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've experienced sounds. that. Yeah, okay, then maybe <laughs> it's just for me. The Portuguese are the complete opposite. Other Portuguese families where I have uh, had um, lunch. <laughs> so we went to like um, a fisherman's town. And we went to our friend's house, like where was the entire family <laughs> having lunch. Like the entire table was full of food and stuff for everyone to serve themselves. Like TV was playing, kids were running around. <laughs> we were having like a conversations for hours <laughs> and just seeing poor Leonie just confused. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, a thing which I definitely observed on the Azores uh, is that the people there were like so slow in what they are doing slow S slow yeah like they were chilled <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's most of the times on uh non-big cities here in portugal yeah. mm. i think the fast pacing is only in big cities and still for tourists or people that are just living in portugal for the first time is something they yeah. get they still get used to I'm from like the south side of Portugal and even the people that are not from the south side have like an inside joke that say that we are really slow. <laughs> like they are really slow. Like there's a joke that they are the ones who take like a lot of naps. <laughs> yeah, we take naps. Uh, also the napping. My grandpa always naps after a meal. Mm -hmm. There's <laughs> a, bi a big thing. Yeah, in Portugal, in Portuguese culture. It's normal if like to uh, to like sleep a nap after the entire event <laughs> of having lunch. <laughs> yeah, an another thing that is um, the striking uh, in Portugal. Sometimes people just don't show up to their work uh, because their days called the strike days. You can not go, and nothing bad happens to you. As in, you don't get fired. You maybe don't get the mm -hmm. wage but you don't get fired for it. It just means that you don't agree with how uh, your work hours are mm. or how the work environment is. So as you for miss a day on a strike, it's like saying, I don't agree with this and you need to get better at it. Mm. It happens a lot in schools, a lot. Like every month you have a strike And some people, uh, some teachers show up and others don't. Mm -hmm. Depends really. Yeah, like in, in Germany, it's there's also a strike culture and we see it a lot in public transportations. But it's structured differently. It's not strike days. It's more, um, or to, to show that you don't agree, it's more like um, every couple of years they re 
negotiate the contract basically mm -hmm. and um, during the negotiation process they strike for um, several days to to yeah influence the negotiation problem uh, process basically. yeah we also have a huge problem on the public transport and there's also a lot of strikes on mm. that department and Yeah, we don't have any trains anymore to outside Portugal at the moment, only inside, and those are still being uh, managed, like, it's mm. starting to evolve, but it was stuck for a long ass time. So you can't do, like, uh, interrail and go to to Spain or to south of France by train? No, Currently not anymore. No. They were all closed down. And now it's, for instance, from my town to Lisbon, it's like one hour and a half with a car, but with the train is four hours. Whoa. Just so you see how absurd it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's not a lot of trains. I also study in another town from my uh, where I live, and the last train, it's at seven something. Mm. Yeah, but you have, you, ha you have a lot of buses, aren't you? Yeah, I have, but uh, my last transport is at seven, half past seven, oh, and if I have a class that ends at half past seven, <laughs> so at those days I, I can't see the rest of the class, or I need a friend to pick me up because I still don't have my license, and can get really hard for a student. That's horrible. Like, I think in in Germany, like it must be ensured that every uh, kid is coming home from school. Uh, by bus we only have that for kids really mm -hmm. the school buses and it's also a university not a, a school i think if you're underage they watch out for that yes true true y about the um, uh, transportation i would like to give an insight into lisbon we were talking about the strikes and stuff but like besides the strikes there's so fewer trains that even in normal days it can be really piled up and the uh, uh, quality is bad for example to the point that for example our um, carriages carriages yeah carriages the um, they should be replaced every 20 years mm -hmm. and for like five years now they should have been replaced <laughs> they haven't been so there have been like a lot of structural problems and then for example if you have a strike i live a bit further away from the center of lisbon and that's enough for me to have to leave my house like almost two hours uh before mm. that i should leave for example i usually leave my house at seven and those days i have to leave my house at like six a.m. Yeah, yeah, a.m. to to be in Lisbon in 8:30. So, so, so you you have like two hours of puffer. Like 2:30, like like two hours 30, where in like for example car, half I'll be in hour. school. Uh, yeah, you know <laughs> half an hour, so it's like it's kind of a nightmare. But but how's your university structured? Is it like more oral exams or more written exams? It depends on the course. Uh, my course is sound and image so we don't have that many uh, written exams we 
we have frequencies it's it's like a test we do sometimes if it's a theoretical class but most of them are just projects and if we can't finish a project we go to exam but the exam is not a written one we just have to mm. gi uh, give them everything finished by that date and mm -hmm. that's the exam have everything you didn't yeah. do or you failed uh, like wasn't good at it yeah mm -hmm. that's how my school works but i know that uh for instance, art school. yeah it's an art school i know that economy and uh, medicine they have a lot of written exams and it's really stressful for most of them mm -hmm. that's another similarity <laughs> i got like in touch with a few people who went to lisbon to study for a semester abroad to do erasmus and um, they told me that the classes are like way smaller like uh, here you sit like with 400 other people like in a lecture hall really jesus and everybody listens to to the to the um professor That's true. Uh, my school has like a course. There are hundreds of students in it, but they decide to double it down into turns, like turn one, turn two, and it's like a small class of twenty students, twenty mm -hmm. something students maybe, and most of those oral tests are presentations you need to do, mm -hmm. and with. Um, a group of students this is something It's most of the time I'm really group. sad about to study here because like you sit there and it's just a guy talking but you can't interrupt because nobody wants to interrupt him in front of all those people <laughs> and here's actually really easy to get a friend not i wouldn't say friendship but uh, get to know connection. better yeah a better connection with your teacher because if it's a small area with every same people you go to have a cigarette outside you talk to your teacher or drink a coffee you talk to your teacher uh, you go out at night and you see your teacher drinking <laughs> beer as well so it's it's really fun and also in my school we organize a lot of art events and our teachers love to go to those concerts mm. and um, movie uh, movie clubs and mm. stuff like that and mo uh, there's also a lot of students that become teachers mm. i have a friend that was really close with the teacher and he was really good at that class and the teacher was going through a personal problem regarding health mm. so he started to give the classes for the teacher wow yeah <laughs> All right, let's come to the end slowly. We have touched on a lot of topics. <laughs> I think it was productive, yeah. We have to we have to do another episode on this. The, the, yeah, we we even found out more stuff about each other and and I think it's nice that um, we can connect on a European level, you know. We have the same drinking age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really glad that like uh, you two are not the only international friends that I have. But like I think I've made good connections with people with completely different cultures uh, than mine. And, and, and oh, that's another thing about Portugal. 
<laughs> a lot of cultures inside of us. Yeah. Yeah, like we are simply the English. We don't translate most of the things that come into Portugal, like songs, mm-hmm. movies. It's most most of the movies in the theaters, if they're originally English, they go in English with mm. Portuguese subtitles. Mm. Yeah, we Portuguese people are really open to that. Yeah, since the first grade we learn English. Yeah, you all, you guys all speak pretty good English. Yeah. Or some people just like no English at all. Yeah. <laughs> Because they gave up at school. Yeah. <laughs> It was my, my impression on the Azores as well that all the people speak way better English than I can do and everybody speaks like at a level where you would be like best in class in Germany. No, but I feel like Germans are also really good at English. Or they know it really well, or they just uh, don't want to talk and are really yeah. embarrassed about it <laughs> and hate their accents. It's like, it's just like, bro, I also have an accent, just speak to me. I won't judge you. My parents and my grandparents, they, they can speak French pretty fluent, but They don't speak English because they don't need it and they didn't learn yeah. it a lot. So. Before English uh, being a really popular uh, language in Portugal, it used to be French. Mm-hmm. Most of the elders don't know English but know fluently French. Mm. Hmm. And still when we get to the seventh grade, we can choose between Spanish, uh, French mm-hmm. and even German, some hmm. schools. Yo, you know what? We should sh- uh, finish this off with uh, your German skills, Metal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh what have I taught you? What have we taught you? Uh, what do you know? Um, Not curse words. <laughs> hast du ein Feuerzeug? Yeah. Or hast du ein Feuer? Whoa. I, I don't remember a single Portuguese oh. word. You don't know a single Portuguese uh, uh, like word? No, I just know this Betos. <laughs> like Betos. <laughs> oh, the Portuguese yeah. group of social life. Oh, that's such a good thing to talk about. Yeah, Germany has these terms too. Me and Emiliani came to terms mm-hmm. that like Germany has these too. So we have the Betus, who are like basically the rich kids, entitled, conservative, blah, blah, blah. In German, you call them BWL Marie or BWL Or Bonzen, maybe. Oh, yes. Bonzen. Yeah, we have like the people from the hood who like the um, uh, street culture, rap, all of that stuff, Tra- uh, drug traffic. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. They are the Shungus. <laughs> Shungus. <laughs> Shungus. Do we have that? Maybe Aziz? Mm-hmm. They're always with uh, sportswear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the weirdos, like the alternative Geeky. kids. Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Emos, uh, hippies. Uh, even if you just have colored hair. <laughs> yeah. If you are the odd one, you would be called from alternative. It's uh, alternos. It's mostly yes. by the way you look. That's mm. the awful thing about it. Because... <laughs> I know like Betus and Shungers that listen to music that alternative people would listen to, but they don't have that style or alternative people that listen to the type of music that another group would hear, but they still categorized as their looks and not what they like. <laughs> so it, so it isn't really important, but it's good to watch out for those here in Portugal. Oh.
last words. Uh, one love Germans. I love I love how direct they are with like emotions, thoughts, conversations. <laughs> It's like if I, I truly want to be in your life or not, like a German person will be so like <laughs> straight up about straight it. up about it. That's yeah. why I love my German friends. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my last <laughs> 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 Your final word is Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. My last words are a shout out to Christine who just told yeah, she's holding the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Sweetheart for that. <laughs> she just told it the mic for like one and a half hours. <laughs> are your arms okay? <laughs> she's nodding is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Export episode done. German, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank All you. Right. Me too, Jan. So glad bye, you Jan. could have me. Kisses. Bye bye. bye.